Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. Welcome to Back a few months ago, um, I think I think we were down in Yarmouth at my parents' place, and my parents had made some seafood chowder, and they had ruined it by putting lobster in it. <laughs> I know that doesn't make sense to some of you who are like already drooling, yeah. right? But. I don't understand that because lobster is just super gross. Um, in my opinion, it's just a really expensive piece of grossness. Okay, and um, and we're there, and I've got two little boys, and John, who's four years old, was there, and we want him to try things, and so we're there. We, we got the seafood chowder, and so. I don't like it, but I want him to try it because maybe he likes it. Hopefully he doesn't, but maybe he does. And so I say to him, I say to him, if you have a bite of the lobster, then I'll have a bite of the lobster. Thinking, I'll give him that opportunity, but it's probably not going to work. And you know what that little boy did? He took a bite of the lobster! And so you know what I had to do? I had to take a bite of the garbage. I mean the lobster too. You guys ever do something that comes back to bite you? There's a story in the book of Numbers about that. Let me just read it, read it for you quick. This is uh, the book of Numbers. This is after the Israelites have been freed for e- from Egypt. They're in the desert. And, and this really kind of strange story happens. Numbers 21, it says, The people, they traveled from Mount Hor along the route to the Red Sea to go around Edom. But the people grew impatient on the way. And they spoke against God and against Moses and said, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? We'd rather just be slaves. There's no bread, there's no water, and we detest this miserable lobster, I mean food. (laughs) Then the Lord sent venomous snakes among them. They bit the people and many Israelites died. Their mistakes literally came back to bite them. (laughs) The people came to Moses and said, We sinned when we spoke against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take the snakes away from us. So Moses prayed for the people. The Lord said to Moses, Make a snake and put it up on a pole. Anyone who is bidden can look at it and live. So Moses made a bronze snake and put it up on a pole. Then when anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at the bronze snake, they lived. We've all done things that came back to bite us. 
It may have been that argument that you just had to win. Whether you were right or wrong, you just had to win it. Whether you had to be rude, whether you had to be mean, whether you had to withhold something, maybe had to lie, whatever it was, you knew you just had to win it. So you did whatever you had to to win it. Maybe you were trying to save a little bit of money, and so you fudged some forms. Maybe got something that was super cheap and not really rated for what you should have been buying. Maybe it was that one night with the other person. Maybe you missed an opportunity to apologize to somebody before they were gone. We've all done things that came back to bite us. And those things have at their root sin. The selfish, ungodly aspects of our nature. Those decisions to go against the will of God. Those sins are lying and greed, lust, hate, pride, unfaithfulness, gossip. Those things exist in our lives, and when we act on them, they come back to bite us. For some of you, that's why your marriage fell apart. For some of you, that's why you lost your job. Maybe you lost a friend. You feel empty about yourself now. You spend money and spend money and spend money and still can't make yourself happy. And there's the reality that this sin in our lives, like the Israelites, will lead to physical death. And if left unchecked, will lead to eternal death as well. And Jesus understood all this. Jesus knew all about this, and Jesus spoke about this. You've got your Bibles. Turn with me to John chapter 3. It's in the New Testament. The Bible is broken up into an Old Testament and a New Testament. And if you're not familiar with your Bible, uh, just turn to the front to the table of contents. If you've got your phone, maybe Google it or open up the Bible app. Bible app is a great thing. It's a free app you can get for your phone. It's a fantastic resource. You're looking for John, not 1 John, 2 John, or 3 John. It's just plain John. And then you're looking for chapter 3. And we're going to look at a passage that many of you... No, even if you're not familiar with the Bible, you've probably heard this passage before, John 3.16. How many of you have heard at least that reference, John 3.16? Right. Now, this is a part of a bigger chapter, and there's more going on than just verse 16. And what this does is it it opens us up. If you look at more than just that verse, it, it opens things up to see more of what's going on. And we already looked at this passage in Numbers, And what we have to understand as we look at this chapter, uh, John chapter 3, is that the Old Testament is completed by the New Testament. The Old Testament gives us a lot of good foundational pieces that only fully make sense when we take it with 
the New Testament. This is what it says in John chapter 3, starting in verse 14. It says, Just as Moses lifted the snake in the wilderness, sound familiar? So the Son of Man, Jesus is referring to Himself, must be lifted up that everyone who believes may have eternal life in Him. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Now, this passage shows us a number of things. Number one, without a doubt, this passage says, God loves you. It says, Jesus came to sacrifice Himself for you. It says that we have all, all of us, have been bitten by the curse of sin. And that if we are left alone, our sins will kill us. We don't have to do anything else. Just leave it alone, and our sins will kill us. We see that Jesus directly references this passage in Numbers about Moses. But there are there's a key difference between the illustration that Jesus uses in it, or that Jesus references in Numbers and what he says here. In Numbers it says that anyone looked at the serpent on the pole would live. And Jesus says that if anyone believes in the, him, they will have eternal life. There's another difference. There's another difference. And if you were paying attention, you may have caught it, but in Numbers, the people go to Moses and they say, Moses, pray to get rid of the snakes. Does God get rid of the snakes? He doesn't. He gives them a remedy to the bite. We don't get the solution to the snakes until the New Testament in Jesus. Moses got rid of the sting. Jesus came to get rid of the snakes. It's here that we have that story completed. Here we find that Jesus is the only solution to the curse of our sins. Jesus is the only solution to the curse of our sins. This is, the difference is, when, when your car, you've, you're driving your car and you're finding that it's wearing the tires in a weird way. It's just wearing the outsides or it's just wearing the inside. Something's off. You're driving down the road and it pulls to the right or pulls to the left. Right? And you're wearing down your tires. There, you've got two solutions for that problem, don't you? One, you can just go out and buy new tires. 
right? What was that? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can go out and buy new tires. But you're just going to wear out the tires again, aren't you? You've got to take the car for the alignment. You've got to fix the car. You can deal with the symptom, but you've really got to fix the car. It's a, it's a difference between looking at your house that's got termites, hiring a carpenter to come in and replace all the wood that's been damaged. You can replace all the wood, and you're good, but the termites are just going to do the damage again, aren't they? What you need is an exterminator to get rid of the problem. That's Jesus. Moses was there paving the way, saying, you know what, we're going to deal with this sting for right now, but the solution is coming. And that solution is Jesus. What we need to do is we need to stop we need to stop trying to medicate the bites. We need to stop thinking that we can just survive through managing the sting of sin. We do that by indulgence, trying to self-medicate alcohol, drugs, porn, outside relationships. Eating, cutting. We try to be better than other people and say, if I'm better than them, then, I'm, then maybe I'm justified. Sometimes we justify and explain away our actions and say, it's not that bad, it's not that big of a deal. And sometimes we just start hating ourselves. And we decide that we just need to punish ourselves and if we punish ourselves enough, then that, then that resolves the sting of our sin. That's not the solution. Jesus is the only solution. And so what we need to do, if you are here today and you have never decided to follow Jesus, what you need to do is you need to surrender your life, your past, your present, and your future to Him and say, God, Jesus, I want You to forgive me of my sins. I want You to take the power of sin away from me. I want You to heal my broken heart. I want You to heal my mind. And I want You to work and direct my life to get me out of this sin and into a new life and into a new future without the sting of death and without the snakes biting me anymore. And I can't stand here and say exactly how, how all that works because it is supernatural, but there are people here that can tell you that Jesus does something Amen. incredible Amen. that brings life to your heart and your mind like you have never been able to imagine. And if you're here today and you are a believer, But you're holding on to one of those sins. There's some, that secret part of your life that you try to pretend doesn't exist or you try to pretend doesn't exist with certain people or you try to hide from God or you say, you know what, God's good for this part of my life, but this is my part of my life. And you've been holding on to that and you've been hiding it and that's where that sin has been building and you've been keeping snakes in there and they keep biting you. 
If you want the solution to the bites, you've got to get rid of the snakes. And Jesus is the one that gets rid of the snakes. And so you've got to surrender even that part of your life. No matter how embarrassing, no matter how scary, how painful it is, Jesus wants to kill them snakes. So you don't have to worry about the bites anymore. You don't have to keep healing the bites. You'll just get rid of the snakes. And so you've got to surrender that part of your life. This passage shows us two very important things. It shows us, number one, that we desperately need Jesus. We need Jesus, and He is the only solution to the curse of our sins. The other thing it tells us is that Jesus will save you. If you are willing to surrender your life to Him, if you are willing to turn over to Him, it is not. If you turn your life over to Jesus, He might. There's a 75% chance that He might actually make a difference in your life, but there's a 25% difference that it will make no difference at all. No. It's not a, if you turn your life over to Jesus, probably about 50% of your life from here on out will have a significant difference, but the other 50% will probably still be wrecked by sin and anguish and guilt and shame, and you're just going to have to deal with day-to-day which it's going to be. If you turn to Jesus, you might have eternal life. No. This passage shows us, regardless of your past, regardless of the sin that is in your life right now, if you surrender your life to Him, He will. That is a promise. He will forgive. He will heal. He will change. He will transform. He will bring life. I was talking to somebody a few years ago. She came into the lobby. She said, today's the day I want, to get, I, want, I want to do this. I want to surrender my life. She told me that after she made that decision, it was like everything had been in black and white, and all of a sudden she was seeing the world in color. Yes, amen. She's here today. He will save. He will forgive. There is no sin whether it's big or small, that little argument you had last week, that mistake that you made that eats at you, that thing from way long in your past that you have hidden and buried deep inside, there is no sin that He will not forgive and heal in your life. You need Him. But He will forgive. He wants to forgive you. He wants to free you of shame. He wants to make it so that sin doesn't have power over you. That He will sting, that soothe the sting of your past. That He will open doors to change. That He will change your attitude and what drives you from the inside out. He will give you purpose and He will give you eternal, everlasting, not temporary 
life. Because Jesus is the only solution to the curse of our sins. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways. Thank you.